You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for January 14th, 2022. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we successfully passed a filibuster carve-out for Drift Glass talking about David Brooks. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hi yes. there. Hi there. Yeah, we had uh, uh, thousands of letters saying, um, please, please <laughs> stop talking one about tweet. David Brooks. I think we had one tweet. Well, in my mind, that's thousands of letters. Because, you know, <laughs> I think the ratio at Congress and it elected officials is if you get one letter that represents a million people. Oh, so I see. Every I see. every email or tweet I get represents at least a million people saying one thing or the other. And I <laughs> I am as you know, I always bow to popular opinion. Not uh, enough not enough Glenn Greenwald or David Brooks in the podcast lately, according to one person on Twitter. Yeah. Who who stands for millions in Drift millions. Class's brain. Possibly okay. millions, yes. <laughs> You know who gets the final say on that drift class? Uh, our Your sound, sound editor. Our sound editor. Again, <laughs> the walls of our home are just are papered with all the cutouts of mm-hmm. me talking about David yeah. Brooks. I have to wade through the the cutting room floor every day. Yeah. <laughs> Ely Mistal tweeted about Glenn today, and I thought he was talking about Glenn Beck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I haven't. I was I, wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's getting hard to tell the difference, really. Yeah, they're, well, that's what both... I said. Did it really mm-hmm. make a difference? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you if you can't tell when someone says Glenn with two ends who they're talking about, then yeah. pretty much the the singularity of Glenn's has been achieved. Yeah, I try to be kind to everyone on our side that I, you know, as kind as I can be, because mm-hmm. in the end, we all, you know, hope to get across the finish line together. Uh, but if you go on Tucker Carlson, <laughs> yeah. See, Even his day show, whatever. If you have anything to do with, you know, furthering your career by talking to Tucker Carlson on video, then we're it done. Is, it is adorable that you think Glenn Greenwald is on our side. No, well, he at is, one time we all thought he was. Sure. Yeah, you at know? one time That's I had thing. a full flowing head of hair and... <laughs> I I was I, I had not yet reached puberty, and I read Ayn Rand that I could tell you all about, even the minor novels like Anthem. I, and mm-hmm. uh, then I hit puberty and learned about women and well, property I know, and how the world I, works. I I was in a you know email group list, mm-hmm. and Glenn Greenwald was there with all the liberal bloggers. Sure, he was there, and I was kind enough to wish him a happy birthday on the listserv. You know, at uh-huh. the time. Yeah, this was he God. Was on, this must have been fifteen years ago. He was on. Oh no! I if people you know couldn't figure out by the 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 lay of his hair what he which way he was going fifteen years ago. I don't. I can't fault you for that. No, I quoted him back. You know, he did. He had unclaimed territory or something like yeah, that. He was. Yeah. He used to you know pr- go pretty hard. Um, turn the screws to people like David Brooks, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then then his brain broke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and a whole lot of people followed him into that. You know, Barack Obama is worse than uh, George Bush. Uh-huh. Like, uh, no, he's not. He's has significant flaws as a president. But it, that is categorically not true. 
And mm-hmm. how well, because Glenn says so. And now I'm oh, I get it. You're <laughs> in the cult. cult. It's yes. a cult. And somebody gave Glenn Greenwald, I'm not kidding you, at least at the outset, a quarter of a billion dollars to play yeah. with. Yeah. And then we could see, you know, power reveals, they say. Yes, exactly. And power, then yeah. that much money and that much clout and that much ability to sort of command people to put me on your show so I can talk about what monsters Democrats are mm-hmm. uh, really revealed who this fucker was. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a right wing libertarian asshole, and he will always be that. And the only place left on earth that's going to put him on television, which is all he wants, is it's Fox Tucker News. Carlson. Yeah, because yeah. he's a very useful idiot for Tucker's agenda. To say even and the he knows liberal, he's, even he's the not, liberal Glenn Greenwald, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, he's not yeah. stupid. He's smirk. Yeah. I mean, he's on there with the same horse face smirk he's had on that front of his head for for fifteen years. And it's and it's always, you know, I'm so much fucking smarter than everyone here. Mm-hmm. You're all a bunch of tools. You don't know anything. Um, and fuck them. You know, I, I it is it is gratifying to me uh, to a certain extent that people have finally some of some of them, some of the people who marched out of my blog. Oh, I know. And I left know. me and you were, and, and you were drone glass. You were drone I, glass. For- I could not get a link for love nor money on some A-list blogs. Uh, until I said, Glenn Greenwald ain't what you think he is. And here's some evidence that he's lying to you. Then my name was spread far and wide <laughs> as that backstabbing neocon jackbooted son of a bitch. Yeah. And I lost, a, like I said, a third of my traffic. Third of your traffic. A bunch yeah. of my revenue. And, you know, okay, well, that's, I, that's the price you pay. And then I don't know if any of those people have ever come back. Um, and said, Ooh, well, I, it, it was, it was before so he started appearing regularly on Fox Yeah, that there would be people swooping in anytime you mentioned Glenn's name. Yeah. Oh, the, well, the, the, the swarm. To attack you. To attack you. Yeah. He, his, yeah. his swarm. And he, and I know for a fact that there are veteran published, reputable, political, professional columnists who would not touch Glenn with a barge pole, who mm-hmm. knew exactly what he was doing, wouldn't touch him because it wasn't worth the headache mm-hmm. yeah. to say a, yeah. a bad word about Glenn Greenwald. And yep. suddenly there's 10,000 people screaming to your editor that you'd need to be fired and trashing your name all over the, all over right. Twitter. Right. You know, right. It's, it's, right. it's our job, the little blogger's job, to suck up all the bullets. Yeah, sure. So that sure. five years later, people can go, yeah, I, I knew it. You know, I didn't want to say anything because, you know. I have a, I have <laughs> a, because I don't, I don't family. want a swarm of trolls all over right. me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's okay. Hey, that's, that's part class, of the job. We're getting, we're, we're already off topic. <laughs> hey, now let's, let's rewind the tape and see who it was that brought up Glenn Greenwald again. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got the image here. Uh, yeah. But it has been a news fire hose today. Yeah, I keep asking it to stop so we can record and it just won't stop. But, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be like this for the rest of this year. It's yeah. it's midterms now. We're here. Uh-huh. Um, let's start with the biggest news story of the day, in my opinion, which is Merrick Garland arrested 11 Oath Keepers and charged them with sedition. Yeah. Now, you're big. not going to hear that in the mainstream media. It's going to be prosecutors and the FBI and the this and that. These are Merrick Garland's people. Uh-huh. And... You know, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice has thousands and thousands of people working. He said last week, you know, we're on this, we're, but we're going to be methodical about it. Mm-hmm. And so all of the do something people out there. Yeah. Here, here you are. You can, you can breathe again. 
He's sure. doing something. Yeah. And uh, so it, I, the thing is, just if you see this, if you see prosecutors in an article, look for FBI, look for federal. Yeah. That's Merrick Garland doing something. If you think Merrick Garland's not doing anything, he arrested 11 people and he's charging them with sedition. Yeah, which is, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big word. That's, that's a, a very word big word. And nope. if I was Roger Stone, I'd be on the phone with my lawyers today. Yeah, and my travel agent looking yeah. for a place to land that doesn't have extradition. <laughs> Where's my extradition yeah. island? No extradition island, right? <laughs> well, and I, I understand um, people who are incredibly frustrated, including your TV husband, Ely Mistel, mm -hmm. with yes. Merrick Garland. Because yeah. it's the last time that we invested so much of our please, for God's sake, step in and save democracy stock in anyone. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. Bob Mueller. Yep. And he yep. he said, you know, we got to take. We're going to have to take seventeen years to investigate every little thing that ever happened. We can't tell you anything about what's going on, but and well, don't worry, don't worry, because he's man, this Casey's building is just a fucking blockbuster. And he comes and sits in front of Congress, and he's just as kind of a nervous old man. Mm -hmm. And his presentation was terrible, and his case was dull, and he let his good friend Bob Barr just grab the report weeks in advance, and and. Dismiss it and out publish of hand a and totally inaccurate four-page yeah. summary written by Barr, not by Mueller. Yeah. Because Mueller was fucking stupid enough. This yeah. is what I this I discovered this in the private sector and in the education sector. I got near enough to senior senior management, you know, the top top people in several organizations, to notice that oh shit, some of these people sitting behind these very big desks with these very big salaries don't know shit about anything. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely idiotic. They're they're morons. They don't know how the world works. And they do they have know. an agenda, and the agenda is self-preservation and my paycheck. Yeah. But it's like the, yeah. Bob Mueller could not see Bill Barr for what he was, even though right. Bill Barr was Bill Barr all along. Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, he's a man of such sterling integrity. He, 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 he expects other people to behave this way, mm -hmm. which is, well, mm -hmm. fuck you. Well, that, well, that's stupid. It mm -hmm. Really? I mean, you can't, you literally, you're that dumb. You can't see what's happening right in front of you. And all the people who were like his reputation, he was a Marine, look at this thing and blah, 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 all shut up after the, after it all went to hell. It's like, oh shit, this guy really didn't know what he was doing. He knew he, he, he was a whole thing. The whole, the investigation part, he did real good. Mm -hmm. But when it came to making his case, he. And he, doing the PR for it. Yeah. He wasn't a PR person. He blew it. He, he, he. He and he needed, they needed to bring another person in who was a PR person to say, we've got him. Yeah. And, and wave his paper up and say, that's right. we've got President Trump committing crimes. Right. And this, this letter, this COL or DOL or whatever it is, letter that says we can't prosecute yeah. a sitting president. You, you in Congress need to change that because we've got him committing crimes. Right. And, and before and that, that needed to be the headline. Yeah. And before that, the great leveling justice that was just around the corner was Carl Rove's going to jail. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so none of this has ever panned out. Right. Not since Watergate, right. practically. Right. right. I mean, you know, there was a Ron Contra. Uh, some people went to jail, but guess who Guess who they pardoned? Guess Christmas, who George H.W. pardoned them all. So yeah. it's not like I'm expecting anything to happen to criminal lawbreakers above a certain level. Because mm -hmm. there's a, a there's a there's a code at a certain and level a like we, and we, we can't just, yeah we we just can't go throwing our political enemies in jail. I mean, because well, how about how about if they're traitors trying to overthrow the government? 
Yeah. Well, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I don't speak that language. No. All I know is mm-hmm. 11 Oath Keepers are going up for sedition. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And I can, I can, I'm glad that's happening. And I understand people's impatience and we should probably move on. Okay. But it is Merrick Garland who put those people. He did. He did. Absolutely. Stars, you know, gold did stars. A grand on jury. His the grand jury indicted. The FBI arrested. Those mm-hmm. are all Merrick Garland's people doing that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. My, all right. my, my, my <laughs> next topic is, and this is familiar <laughs> to all who have listened and to this I, podcast. He's not, everybody, I just want you to be aware that Drift Glass is on a timer now. <laughs> I am. But I've cheated by including four subcategories in uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And my my note to myself is when the only tool you have is hippie punching, every problem looks like a hippie that needs punching. <laughs> That's so true. And it's just, it's just, you know, it's self-evidently true in the last week alone. And I'm not going to, you know, this is not an exhaustive list, but it is the top, my top four, four people with national audiences, with access to television, with access to the New York Times, with a million listeners have all said, those fucking Democrats, mm-hmm. um, starting with David fucking Brooks and David Brooks saying, you know, here's the problem. Democrats don't know how to reach out to the grassroots. Uh-huh. Mr. Acela Corridor, Miss, Mr. Never Leaves His Gated Community. Mr. Don't worry. The Republican Party has fixed its brand. Don't worry. I don't I don't even I have no machine just looking at people's souls. The idea that the Republican Party is racist towards Barack Trump Obama is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be Rubio. Don't worry. <laughs> He's been wrong about everything. Everything all along is darn mad. And and whose who's special poverty friend got freaked out at a fancy sandwich shop. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. David Brooks does not live on the same planet as everyone else. He lives in New York I was going to say, did Times. he write all this in the New York Times this yes. week? Yes, yeah. how, it's it's the Democrats don't know how to go after the grassroots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're still too they're still too snobby and snooty and uppity, and they don't know how to talk to real people like David mm-hmm. Brooks does. Mm-hmm. And I just it it it, but it, of course it's 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 the Democrats. It's not the fact the Republican Party, David Brooks's Republican Party, has been successful in training a generation of bigots and imbeciles. Not to listen to anyone who tells them anything they don't want to hear. Yeah. That can't yeah. be the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is Democrats don't know how to, how to overcome the monstrous fuck up that we've made of the Republican Party. We, <laughs> we made a dragon so big they can't kill it. Uh- oh, aren't they fools? What a bunch of dummies they are. <laughs> like, no, you're the assholes who built this thing. How about you, David Brooks? Who are you going to be out knocking doors for? Who are you? Because these are all of these people have these huge platforms and they spend their time bitching that Democrats don't message better. Yeah. Hey, asshole, how about you message for them? How about you turn around and tell well, your Republican But every friend, time the Democrats message like, oh, no, 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 they're going no. too far left. Well, yes. They need to reach back to the reasonable center, you know, Dirk. Oh, so you, you, you listened to Brett Stevens this yeah. week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Brett Stevens, Brett Stevens, New York Times, also New York Times columnist, also a conservative columnist who got the hell off of Twitter because people kept asking him, you know, blunt questions about his his climate change policy and his ridiculous uh, invention of fake history. Uh, and ran away like a coward, like the coward that he is, uh, popped up instead on the on the Mona Charon podcast. And, you know, he, the problem with the Republic, with the Democrats, the Republican Party is the problem we have in our democracy is that 
you know, we also need a healthy Democratic Party. And right now, I'm not sure we have it. And that was an everyone. You could just hear everyone's sphincter relax on the panel. <laughs> oh, now we get to bash Democrats for not living up to our Republican standards. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very picky about what we'll do. We're very choosy about who we hang out with. I'm not sure we like all of this progressive stuff. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is, again, charge as hard as you can towards the completely imaginary center um, the way the way the way other presidents have. And that's when Brett Stevens made a list of all the presidents who were heroes of democracy on the Democratic side. You know, people like FDR and Harry Truman and Bill Clinton. And I went, what? Harry <laughs> Truman Clinton. would kick Brett Stevens' ball oh, so he, he hard. Would. Right into his mouth. Yep. Well, because Truman just kicked my balls into my mouth. But but it was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, hero of democracy. Really? <laughs> the fuck? The, the guys you impeached? Really? Yeah. yeah. Guy, well, th- see, it's inconvenient for us to remember the fact that we've always been assholes. So mm-hmm. we're going to pretend that we th- always thought Bill Clinton was a, was a hero of democracy, always mm-hmm. loved democracy. Mm-hmm. And then, and indeed, and I'm quoting Brett Stevens now, as, and indeed, in many ways, President Obama. Everyone just, is great because they're not president anymore. Anyone? Oh, yeah. But Barack yeah. Obama is is no, is no now safely in the rearview mirror mm-hmm. and howling about him day and night no longer his wingnut career go-go juice. So now right. it's safe to say, oh, no, we always thought Barack Obama was a, was a champion. He's a reasonable centrist. It's, it's just that, <laughs> yes, it's just that, it's that crazy socialist Joe Biden mm-hmm. who's so deeply beholden to AOC. That's the problem. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Biden needs to run for the center. So that's that's Brett Stevens and Mona Charon and David Brooks and bringing up the rear, but really the best headline of all, uh, Tom Friedman. Got to say oh. Tom left Friedman. out Charlie Sykes, but that's oh, okay. Well, Charlie Sykes is going to bring up the rear, okay. uh, but 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 the number one, the, the apex. So you got to have a, a denouement to the story. That'll be I Charlie see. Sykes. Okay. Tom Friedman. Yeah. Tom Friedman, who proposed the Biden Cheney 2024 ticket in the New York Times yesterday, because Joe Biden and Liz Cheney would be the perfect centrist ticket, blue gal. Mm-hmm. You're bringing all the people from the left who love. Joe Biden and like Liz Cheney very much. Obviously, we all love Liz Cheney and all the centrists who live in in his imagination. And I'm like, and I looked at I looked this shit up, and and Tom, this is the same Tom Friedman who's been working for the Schulzberger family for 41 years. Mm-hmm. Tom Friedman, this little potato bug with the giant mustache, has been shitting out awful columns for the Schulzberger family for 41 fucking years. But, I, the, you know, the reason no one will say boo to him is because he's on the Pulitzer Committee. Right. And he's rich. And he's rich. He's fucking rich. He's rich as Crecious. And yeah. so the problem, uh, and I, so you go back and you, you go back in time, which is what something you're not allowed to do if you actually work for the mainstream press. But I went back to 2020, mm-hmm. you know, last year when, uh, when he was saying, you know, the ideal outcome of the 2020 election would be uh, Joe Biden winning, but Republicans retaining control of the Senate, thus forcing them to compromise with each other. Because that's the way everything works in Tom Friedman's world. <laughs> and you go back further to the Iraq war and you go back further to the, the Friedman unit and the, the, the suck on this and let's just mm-hmm. invade everybody. And he, I, I just, Tom Friedman is, of course, by himself, an awful shitty human being with mm-hmm. terrible opinions who's been given a public platform by the Schulzberger family for reasons that I do not want to consider because it makes me ashamed to think that way. Mm-hmm. But then 
you sort of add him into the mix. What, what does he usually do? Well, he always follows where the mob is going. Mm-hmm. And, and believe me, no one has a higher regard for Tom Friedman's opinion than Tom Friedman. <laughs> so what, where was the mob going this week? Oh, they were bashing Democrats for not being centristy enough. I know what I'll do is propose a revamping of David Brooks's party number three from 2013. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 2008, which was the McCain-Friedman party. Yeah, the, McCain-Lieberman. Oh, I'm sorry, McCain-Lieberman, McCain-Lieberman party. McCain-Lieberman yeah. party. That was the, the miracle centrist party that would bring the nation together. And Tom Friedman goes, you know, that was such a good idea, but let's just scrape off a little bit of this stuff and add in Liz Cheney, and then it'll be beautiful. It'll. It's also an opportunity to shit on the current vice president. Sure, who is unworthy of his, you yes. know, of Tom Friedman's respect. Right. Right. Because she's a woman and she's black and she's a yep. Democrat and Tom mm-hmm. Friedman hates all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, bringing up the rear is Charlie Sykes. Um, so anyway, we just want to reiterate that Tom Friedman literally in his column this week suggested a Biden-Liz Cheney presidential ticket. Yes. That's literally what That's he recommended idea. in the New York Times today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to be outdone, Charlie Sykes... The, the gang leader over at the uh, the Bulwark headline today, Joe Biden needs four sister soldier moments. <laughs> not one, not he two, need, not see, three, four. He needs to find the four leading black women in the House of Representatives and, and yell punch them. them real and hard. Yell, exactly. Yeah. Hippie, that's why I said hippie punching. Mm-hmm. That's and, and, mm-hmm. and there have been people on <laughs> with Charlie Sykes who are like, you know, maybe that's not the best. No, it's it's, it's necessary. And what he means is, I feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. with all Thinking of these about black women in leadership, black women and progressive people and liberals doing yeah. things that I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah. Charlie Sykes, the former, very recently former Rush Limbaugh of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. is uncomfortable uh, with a Democratic Party trying to govern as Democrats. And his uh-huh. solution is not that my ideas suck and maybe I should reconsider my life as a horrible person who pimped all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. No, what Joe Biden should do is go find four hippies and punch them to make me more comfortable. But the hippies of today are black women. Yes, they are. And Absolutely. that's a very different uh, framework than hippie punching from the standpoint that mm-hmm. hippies were white guys who didn't want to go to Vietnam and they were our grandsons or our kids. Mm-hmm. And so hippie punching was, you know, we're going to hippie punch in order to promote the Republican brand. But well, this I, is this is more pernicious than that. This is worse than that because it as, is racist. The term hippie punching, I believe your your Susie colleague Madrak? Susie Madrak yeah. brought it to public yeah. attention yep. in the Clinton administration. Yes, it's did. like Bill Clinton was always scrounging around to find some liberal to yell at. Yep. So that he could triangulate and get, you know, centrist voters and blah, 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 blah. Right. And we right. all hated it. We're like, you know, we're your base. We're the reason you won. Yeah. And, and who who understands who the Democratic base is, is Joe Biden. Right. He knows exactly who got him elected. I mean, this was a disappointing week to be an Illinois Democrat because yes. Dick Durbin decided to open his pie hole and yep. chide Joe Biden for basically ripping a page out of the Driftglass blog with his speech yes, in Atlanta. He did. Now, I appreciate that uh, some activists decided not to go to Biden's speech Yep. Uh, because the time for speeches is really, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Um, but boy, that speech was another barn burner it in was. terms of are you on the side of Bull Connor or are you on the side of Martin Luther King Jr.? It, it was some fancy mustard is what it was, Blue Cow. <laughs> some fancy mustard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know what's going to happen with voting rights, but I know what's going to come to the floor of the Senate, and we're gonna we are all going to know individually by individual senators how they want to be remembered by history. Yes, that's what we're going to know. And and um, what Dick Gibbon did was was cowardly. Yes, was was just. And 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 tre- tre- treasonous. I mean, yeah. he well, you know he's a little rough on it. I thought he I thought that that rhetoric was was bad. Yeah, not it's, good. You know, it's just not over good. the top. Now here's yeah. here's what I remember because I I am the rememberer of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Dick Durbin during the Bush administration, comparing the treatment that U.S. Uh, military personnel were meeting out to prisoners at Guantanamo Bay and at black sites to the Nazis. Yeah. Which was, in fact, an apt comparison. Mm-hmm. We were locking people up without trials. We were torturing confessions out of people. We mm-hmm. were killing them and burying their bodies in the sand. Mm-hmm. We were doing terrible things that were against every one of our stated principles. And the entire Republican Party got up on its hind legs and and demanded Dick Durbin's head on a plate. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. dare you? My God. Oh, what yeah. sort of traitor are you? And it really floored him. Yeah. He was yeah. not expecting that because he – these guys, I tell you – really do live in a different world. They do. They, they really expect it all to be- They're pampered, pampered. Yeah. It's genteel. Little, and it's little nice. puppies. Yeah. And when all of his dear, close personal friends rose up in defense of Nazi tactics- Right. He he backed off. Yeah, I know. They threw, they threw up three pitches straight at his head and he just said, okay, all right. Nope, nope, nope. Not saying that again. And he's been on his best behavior mm-hmm. pretty much ever since then. Yeah. You know, it's very much and he does all the nice things and he he cuts the ribbons and he votes well, the way you're supposed to vote. Well, and he's he's a he's a workhorse in terms of being an administrator in yeah. the Congress, which yeah. in the Senate, which is not a job for everybody. And anyone who wants Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders to have these X Y and Z jobs, you know, that oh no, they should be doing those whip thankless jobs or whatever. Yeah. It's like yeah. those things are so paper heavy and and time-consuming. You want your rock stars. You don't want your rock stars setting up the drum set, okay? Right, right. <laughs> now, now, does Dick Durbin think that we shouldn't vote for voting rights? No. no. Does Dick Durbin think we should not have a carve-out for the filibuster? No. no. He, he agrees on the substance. Right. But it's that kind of, you know, he, it's still this, this you know, Mrs. Fabisham. Right, in her, right. In her, in, yeah. her, in her collapsed home, still pretending in her wedding dress that someday... You know, she's going to get married. And the reasonable Republicans are going to be there yeah. to support America. Yeah. 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 The last reasonable Republicans were written by Aaron Sorkin in 1997. And that's yep. it. So, uh, but th- this week was the week. And, and look forward to this happening every week. It's all of the people who, who jumped out of the Republican Party or were pushed out and who said, you know, we have to form a, a coalition, a democracy coalition. And our first priority needs to be beating the shit out of the Democratic base. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. those people, you should not be listening to those people. Nope. Those people should not. Th- and in whatever capacity you have, you should challenge them to support their opinions by actually talking to liberals. Yeah. Actually talking to people who Democratic disagree with voters. them. Yes. Put some other people on your podcast, Charlie Sykes, than Adam Kinzinger. Dare you. And he won't because he, he knows no. what they'll say and he knows he'll look stupid. So moving on. Uh, more news, fire hose. Uh, 
SCOTUS says healthcare people can have the mandate, but Biden can't use OSHA to push the mandate. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, fuck SCOTUS. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, th- uh, in other words, the government can't tell companies to mandate a vaccine, but apparently the government's going to be able to tell women that they have to have birth, you know, well, and the government no can matter mandate, what. The government can mandate using safety glasses, safety right. goggles and hard hats. Right. But, right. You know, but not well, a vaccine. Why? You can get your eye poked out on, on in your freedom. home. It's freedom. freedom. Why are yeah. you making people wear hard hats around um, big, heavy fr- falling But objects? I want to say, frankly, I don't think this decision in and of itself is that big a deal. Big companies have already instituted mandates uh, to stay in business. Um, we know personally that Beloit College is requiring both a negative test and a booster. Mm-hmm. They, students have to have a booster shot to go back to campus this year. Yep. Not not double vaccine. They got to have a third shot to return to campus. Mm-hmm. So uh, no excuses. And and that goes for employees, too, because uh, Beloit, Wisconsin, blue collar Beloit, Wisconsin is only 43 percent vaccinated. The mm-hmm. city. So they want to keep their students safe. And and big companies are deciding on their own. No, we have to do this. We can't have everyone out. And, you know, this this uh, Omicron variant is knocking so many people on their ass this month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It will get better, but it's it's horrible right now. Mm-hmm. I also uh, and another item that is uh, in the news fire hose. You have breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um. A nationwide Republican conspiracy to forge documents and install substitute electors. Yeah. Which is a conspiracy because all of the documents for all of these states uh, matched in font and and wording. Yeah, it is a seditious conspiracy carried seditious out by Republicans. Conspiracy. Probably organized from the White House. Probably by the, the country. chairman, by the chief of staff. Yeah, uh-huh. he, his hands are on it. Mm-hmm. And um, also... Cyber ninjas shut down this oh, week. Oh no! Because the judge in a case with the Arizona Republic against cyber ninjas, um, Arizona the Arizona Republic uh, news organization wants the public documents that cyber ninjas has that they're required allegedly. To keep. Yes, they're required to keep and they're required to release to the public because it's about voting. It's re- it's public documents and. Cyber ninjas hemmed and hawed. The judge said, you guys aren't acting in good faith. $50,000 a day fine. And that day, cyber ninjas went bankrupt and fired everybody. Well. And the judge said, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's important. Um, I don't care. I still want the documents and I'm going to start leveling injunctions against individual officers of the former corporation known as cyber ninjas. Uh-huh. So, and holding you individuals accountable for releasing public documents to the public. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's clear that they're trying to avoid that. And my guess is they're so incompetent they didn't keep the records they're supposed to keep. Well, I, I had heard that mm-hmm. the people running Cyber Ninjas had reincorporated under another name and were hiring the people that they had just fired from Cyber Ninjas. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, so that, I, to avoid the fifty thousand sure. well, dollars a day, we're not cyber yeah. ninjas anymore. We're you know we're fish tank, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. We're we're something else in some other state. 
yeah. we have all the same people and all the same officers and we're, we're just as filthy, but we're not them. So mm-hmm. neener, neener, neener. I don't, I don't think it's going to work, but it's not like they're going away. Right. This problem is not going to be sued out of existence. Mm-hmm. It can be sued to the point where it can be relatively harmless, but the, the penchant for cheating and lying and overthrowing democracy is is deep in these people's bones and they're not yeah. going to get they're not going to get rid of it. Well, and there's so much money in it. You've said this m- many times. There the is. reason they're reorganizing is clearly their billionaire sugar daddy is ready to pay them again. Yes. Or they and whether that's Mike Lindell or someone else, uh they're not going to give up that paycheck. No. No, it's But it's they don't want to be held accountable for what they already did, which is lie to everybody. Well, he, the thing is, what they did is in the past, Blue Gal. And we don't talk <laughs> no about the past. No fair remembering stuff, don't, right. Exactly. We don't talk about the past. The past is always off limits. You, If you listen to the pundit universe now, you hear lots and lots of voices. Uh, Democrats should do this, and Democrats should do that, and they should do the other, and they should punch hippies, and they should embrace whatever. And, they, and a lot of conflicting, chaotic, here's some strategies, here's what you should try. Don't yell at Joe Manchin because it'll only make him mad. Oh, okay, so you, you shouldn't r- try to pressure elected officials. No, no, pressure liberals to do what I want them to do, but don't pressure Joe Manchin to do what you want to do. That's ridiculous. That'll never work. On and on and on. And I, I'm I'm reminded of the same universe of of elite closeted idiots in 2015 and 16 mm-hmm. who were sure Hillary Clinton was going to win. They were sure of it. Yeah. And so all of their punditing was around how I want to position myself for the day when Hillary Clinton is president. Mm-hmm. I want to be on record as being tough on Hillary Clinton as I was in Donald Trump. I want to be on record of just kicking her ass every day and calling her you know, just as bad as Trump because I don't want Republicans yelling at me that I was in favor of Hillary Clinton once she becomes president. Mm-hmm. I want to keep my job at ABC News. You know, I did specifically Matthew Dowd. Right. On and on. It, it was not about trying to help. It was about... Uh, here's what I think the future looks like. Here's where I want to see myself in that universe. Here's what I have to say now to get ready for then. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of pundits have already factored in Democrats are going to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they lose big or little, I don't know. But Democrats are, the, the fall is not going to go well for them. And I want to position myself so that when things go bad because of gerrymandering and because of voter suppression and because of Kristen Cinema, et cetera, et cetera, I want to be able to say, if only they'd followed my advice, this wouldn't mm-hmm. have happened. Mm-hmm. If only they'd done what I told them to do, instead of doing, doing what the stupid progressives told them to do, they wouldn't be in this position. Or alternately, if Democrats do well, see, they listened to me. Mm-hmm. They followed yeah. my advice. And so- They went to no, the center. They went to the center. They <laughs> raced for the center. And-, and <laughs> It, so when you listen to these people, and if you do, well, you shouldn't. Let's face it. It's bad for your health and your blood pressure. But listen to them with the ear of someone who really doesn't give a shit about the Democratic Party or democracy at right. all. Right. They care about where they stand after the election. Right. And and how their reputation can be enhanced by saying shit now uh, that in, in a lot of cases is simply impossible. You cannot – persuade or cajole or convince uh, uh, this cult of lunatics and bigots and monsters to stop being this way. Mm-hmm. And so Democrats shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be dinged for not being able to persuade the monster that these people created to stop being a monster because yeah. it's a monster. Yeah. But that's what they want to, that's where they want to see themselves in 2022, in November, okay. December of 2022. Well, I want to position myself mm-hmm. as the person who told Democratic voters 
the few that listen to us, and we uh-huh. love you, to chop wood and carry water this year, number yes. one. Yep. And number two, 50% plus one in the house is what we need. Yep. That's this idea need. that that is insurmountable just isn't true. No, it's not. It's not true. No. That, oh, well, Democrats, oh, you know, the party in power always loses in the midterms, blah, blah, blah. The Republican Party pundits think that no one else is listening to them but their reprogrammable meatbags, and that's the only people they're speaking to. Mm -hmm. But we're all hearing the shit that's coming out of their mouths, and it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And the the primaries are going to be lit. There's going to be Sharon Angle, eat your heart out. The crazies that ran in 2006 and 2008 are nothing compared to the Trumpians that are going to be running this time mm-hmm. and the CRT shit that comes out of their mouth and the racism, the crazy healthcare stuff they're going to be saying, drink drink urine, you know, ivermectin, all of it mm-hmm. is crazy. And that is going to impact the general election, regardless of whether they win the primary or not. Finally. If we get 50% plus one, that means Kevin McCarthy isn't speaker. That's right. Republicans have no chairmanships in the House to run stupid, you know, Hunter Biden laptop investigations. Yeah. Over and over and over. Right. They get nothing. At 50% plus one, they get nothing. They Mm -hmm. are backbenchers again. And I don't think they really care because the money keeps coming in regardless of they aren't interested in governing. They're interested in investigating. And and that means more money for them and more Fox News content. But they're not interested in actually having power. Well, they they had power for for two years. They had everything. And for four years, they had the White House. And they did nothing with it. Except tax cuts for billionaires. They did nothing with it. Well, they did. They had hearings. Yeah. And yeah. they, they called us, you know, un-American and they built, right. you know, four baby miles of shitty wall. Yeah. And they, they, they had did the baby all parts. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't govern in any way because no. they don't care. No. And, and I I want everyone to, you know, chop wood and carry water, but don't expect them to get any better. Yeah. Um, these people have to be clubbed to their knees in three consecutive elections. Yep. And that's not going to happen anytime in the near future. We're going to mm-hmm. win or lose close elections. No, we're going to win close. I, mm-hmm. I I am aiming for, as I said, 50% plus one. Yeah, that's keep fine with me. Keep the speakership so that we keep the committees. I'll and take that's it. doable. Mm-hmm. So what I'm telling you, audience of mine, is don't be discouraged. What we The task we have in 2022 is doable. We can mm-hmm. do it. Uh, and particularly if there's going to continue to be uh, indictments and hearings, and we're going to have uh, quacks coming out and saying, drink your own urine to cure COVID. Right. I mean, that's a help. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so, that's, that's the calculation. That's the corner yeah. that our never Trump friends can never turn. And it's mm-hmm. also the question they don't want. This is like the Doctor Who episode, the question right. that must never be answered. Yeah. Okay. Right. So what happens if you wave a magic wand and Adam Kinzinger is reelected? Does that mean that Kevin... Uh, McCarthy, McCarthy won't be speaker. Isn't speaker? No, it isn't. If if they win by <laughs> yeah. one vote, and that vote is, is Adam Kinzinger, does that mean that uh, a reasonable person is going to be speaker of the house? No, no. He, he's just another number on the tally sheet, and that tally yes, sheet means 
that either Kevin McCarthy or Jim Jordan or Matt Gates become Speaker of the House. Right. So it doesn't matter how much you love him and how much you want to have his babies. It doesn't matter. It matters that he's got an R after his name. That's mm-hmm. all that matters these days to people as far as I'm concerned. If you have an mm-hmm. R after your name, you cannot be a member of the governing coalition. Period. Right. Give right. it up or go away. And this is why I'm so confused as to Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. I've asked this question before. I asked it of, of dear friends of this podcast uh, who were, you know, slapping my wrist for for turning down alliances with, you know, former Republicans. And I said, well, is Ann Coulter my ally now? Like, oh, eh, oh. So, <laughs> because the rule is once someone says something mean about Donald Trump, they're your, they're your ally and you no. can't ask them any questions and you can't question their motives. It's just this is a coalition of democracy loving folks. Well, Ann Coulter, uh, who who wrote a book entitled In Trump We Trust, which was mm-hmm. published by Penguin Random House in 2016, has an exclusive tweet, which I didn't know you had an exclusive tweet because I thought that was, you know, that was a public toilet. But mm-hmm. uh, Trump is demanding to know Ron DeSantis' booster status. And now I can reveal it. He was a loyal booster when Trump ran in 2016, but then he learned our president was a liar and a con man whose grift was permanent. I hope that clears things up. So Ann Coulter has now called Donald Trump a liar and a con man. Does mm-hmm. that mean she is my ally and I should trust her and I should not question her in any way, her motives, why she's saying what she's saying, how much she's getting paid to do what she's doing, right. why fucking Random House is publishing her horrible, horrible, hateful books. Mm-hmm. Uh, is all that off the table? Because that those are the rules that were laid down to me uh, back in 2016, that you do not allow to question our allies. And I realize every week on this podcast, I pick one of my loyal allies and ask a question of them that they don't want to answer. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm a bad liberal. But I, I, I really do want to know, um, what's the deal, guys? Um, you have well, I think the firm- deal is we're now in 2022 territory. Uh-huh. Where these guys have these guys, meaning DeSantis, uh-huh. have to start lining up a campaign apparatus to run for president. Sure, and they know Trump's not going to run, and so, or if he is, that he that clears the field, but that his health is probably not such that he can run. Apparently, have you ever seen Sleeper? Yeah. They're yeah. going to run his nose. They're going to run his nose. That's right. The, and that'll the be dear a leader's dear leader's nose, nose is intact. And is we'll intact clone and we'll be, we'll clone it. Yeah. <laughs> Woody Allen is canceled, Drift Glass. I know. I know. Um, but it's still a funny movie. It's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good analogy, too, because that's exactly right. It's mm-hmm. Donald Trump's image is going to be dominant over the Republican Party for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, speaking of re-elections and elections and so forth, uh, Rand Paul this week, and and the reason he's being such a particular asshole, even more so than usual, is he's up for re-election in 2022. And the same with John, not that John Kennedy of Louisiana. He's up for re-election. That's why mm-hmm. he's being a jerk about socialism and comrade this and comrade that. They're up for re-election this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Rand Paul got a big Fauci ouchie this week. He did. Class. He, he got did. a big, yeah, one of those big horse needles right to his ass. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yep. Fauci pointing out that political fundraising with hate speech directed directly by name against a medical doctor, Dr. Fauci, was weak. It's mm-hmm. a weak thing to do. And it's going to get him in trouble. I mean, Dr. Fauci has actual credible threats against his life. Yes. 
And uh, so Rand Paul responded to that, to Fauci swinging a punch by uh, running to Fox and whining about it, Driftglass. He's such a meanie. He shouldn't be be, uh, speaking for the health of the American people because he's such a meanie. Send me $5. Send me $5. Yeah. Well, see, I'm not worried about uh, Rand Paul because I know the Lincoln lads are on the case. (laughs) And the way they knocked off uh, Gail Collins. Yeah, right. So easily. And and, McConnell. And and Lindsey Graham was like, Jesus, you know, who the... I guess he's dead now because the and and that's that's the thing that's that's the thing I yeah uh, that's the curse of memory mm-hmm. I remember all of these same people saying well Democrats are not, don't know how to fight 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 they they need to learn how to fight like Republicans know how to fight that's why we need to give money to former Republicans to run campaigns for us because we yeah, are, we right. suck at this and and the Lincoln Project racked up a record of one in thirteen mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. lost everything they lost every race except one or two that they were involved with in any way. And they lost them badly. They lost them in larger numbers than those people got elected the previous year or the mm-hmm. previous election cycle. Mm-hmm. And because it isn't about knowing how to fight and win. Um, the the people at the Lincoln Project were producing porn hub for liberals. Right, right. And it made us, you know, tingly in all, all of our bikini places, but it didn't budge one fucking person Not off a couch Republican anywhere. Not one Republican voter no. changed their vote over that. So this whole no. idea that, that Republicans know how to fight. No, Republicans know how to get Republican voters to vote for Republicans. And they we do have that to by, know how to get Democratic yes. voters to vote for Democrats. And, and that means racial justice and voting rights. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're really good at... Um, gay bashing and racism, mm-hmm. which don't mm-hmm. work in our party. No, <laughs> they, they do not get people off the couch. They scaring people with images of of Willie Horton and the gay agenda is how they got their candidates elected. That's how that's right. how Rick Wilson bought himself a house. He doesn't understand anyone outside of that universe of shitty, awful bigots that you can get white guys. With fear. Yeah, right, right. Over and so the idea point. that they they know how to fight. No, they they don't know how to be shitty. And they know how to get bigots off the couch. Mm-hmm. That's all they know how to do. And the idea that that's, that's portable, that's a transferable skill is ridiculous. And I'm, it pisses me off that so many people fell for it because it's not a transferable skill. And hey, it's Drew in, Glass, you yes, and I celebrated our 12th wedding, 12th podcast, not wedding, podcast anniversary. Yes, we did. Last week. Our 11th wedding anniversary is in August, by the it way. Is. Mark your calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But... Uh, I did not realize until I looked it up today. Did you know, do you know how long Glenn Beck has been pushing the end times, uh, the apocalyptic end times? Uh, He's been pushing that on television for 25 years. Wow. So he's had to go back to the abacus a few times and carry uh-huh. the one a few times. Oh, you know, oh, oh I, I misread Isaiah except, completely. Except now, except now he's, he's just so worn out by the whole thing that he has the Heartland Institute writing his, his end yeah. times book for him. Where have I heard of? Oh, yeah, that's the Chicago-based libertarian uh-huh. tobacco uh-huh. group that right. gave birth to Ben Dominic. Right, yeah. right. And they had an, an intern or some writer or someone write Glenn Beck's End Times book for him. Well, And uh, <laughs> Glenn Beck was allowed back on Fox to pimp this book he wrote. Mm-hmm. And so he said, this is the most important book I've ever read. I mean, wrote. <laughs> I mean, wrote. I'm sorry. Can we do that again? Uh, <laughs> I'm full of a lot. And now he has, you know, COVID-2. COVID-2, second second round of COVID, yeah. still unvaccinated because freedom. Yeah. And uh, he's doing the Joe Rogan thing. 
I'm doing yeah. ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies and Vix NyQuil and, 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 you know, yeah. one of those things will fix at you and the other one will make you poop a lot. Yeah, um, that's right. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, and then, and then while he was announcing on his show that he had COVID again, again, he was promoting a um, health snack bar. There's mm-hmm. a certain candy bar of some sort that gives health-giving properties that he wanted everyone to buy. So the the title of this podcast is now officially COVID-2 Ivermectin Boogaloo. <laughs> Drink I, I, pee boogaloo. Yes. Yeah, I, I not, that, that's the next Kool-Aid flavor. It's going to be a big jug of <laughs> urine busting through your wall going, ah! <laughs> Gross. It's the, the cure. thing is gross. The cure is here. All right. We got to uh, do a news roundup, Drift Glass. Yeah. Well, let's start off with President Joe Biden, who this week endorsed creature of the Senate Joe Biden, endorsed getting rid of the filibuster in order to pass voting rights legislation. Within, uh, with less than 10 months until 2022 midterms, Biden said, quote, this is the moment to defend our democracy and that the repeated obstruction of election reform by Senate Republicans had left Democrats with no option but to change the Senate rules to prevent a minority of senators from blocking actions on voting rights. Senator Kirsten Cinema praises proposed voting rights bills, but has reiterated her support for the filibuster rule, saying, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country. All the division. Honey, you're the disease. Yep. <laughs> um, the White House will provide 10 million free coronavirus tests per month to U.S. schools to help keep classes open and in person. And the health commissioner for the city of Chicago said this week that testing in her city is way up and cases are down for COVID this week, at least slightly. Dr. Allison Arwadi said, quote, I am much less worried than I was three, four, five days ago because there is evidence confirmed cases are flattening because they are dropping and at the same time, testing is rising. However, it is too early to say that we have passed the peak caused by the Omicron variant. Uh, But that is good news, that testing is up and cases are down is good news. It's very good news. Uh, In less good news, 19 states have fewer than 15% of ICU beds left open as healthcare staffing shortages complicate care. And there have just been nightmare scenarios at pharmacies as well, that they yeah. have to close their drive throughs and the lines inside, which is where no one should be, right, uh, are very, very long. So the Biden administration will procure 500 million more COVID-19 tests and send military medical teams to hospitals to assist in staffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Biden administration will require private health insurers to reimburse people for up to eight over-the-counter COVID-19 tests per month beginning January 15th. That's, that's very Speaking good. of January 15th, which is the Saturday, please, if you have not already, sign up for the Affordable Care Act. Open enrollment ends Saturday, January 15th at midnight. Over 15 million people have signed up for better prices under the rescue plan. This year, you've got additional subsidies that you would not have had before. So check it out. And please remember that none of this would have happened if Republicans had gotten their way and killed the Affordable Care Act. And if we didn't have 50% plus one in the Senate. 
Yep. When Obama passed this. Yep. The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol asked House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to voluntarily provide information about his communications with Trump and the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. I think Rachel Maddow may have sent Mark Meadows to jail this week. Just saying. Just saying. It looks yeah. like it's not going, it's not Mark Meadows' time. Yeah. Uh, this hit the news and then kind of disappeared, but I think it's really important. The Justice Department is forming a new domestic terrorism unit. Yeah. I liked your name for it, too. What did I call it? I don't the remember. The Punching Nazi Units. The Punching Nazis Unit. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think someone on Twitter had that. Yeah. Oh, look. Know. The DOJ has a Punching Nazis Unit. Yes. Uh-huh. Is it? Oh, yeah. No. Punching Nazis is okay. That's that's yeah. that's permitted under <laughs> under law and custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, in retaliation for Democrats removing Marjorie Taylor Greene from her assignments uh, for social media posts, spreading wild conspiracy theories, and encouraging violence against Democrats. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's why she's off Twitter. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy threatened to remove some Democratic members from their committee roles if Republicans win control of the House in the midterms. 50, 50% plus one. plus one, and that will not happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Republican state lawmakers in Florida are planning to pass legislation this year that bans abortions after 15 weeks, except if two doctors agree a fetus is suffering from a fatal abnormality. There are no exceptions for rape or incest. Mm-hmm. So if you're 12 and your dad is raping you, mm-hmm. sorry, you're going to have to carry your dad's baby to term in Florida. In Florida. Remember, Republicans are taking your rights away. If you actually care about this stuff, maybe drive someone to the polls this year. Mm-hmm. The January 6th committee issued subpoenas to two of Trump Jr.'s advisors. Oh, no. They're going after Jr.'s little friends. Mm-hmm. In letters to Andy... Sarabian and Arthur Schwartz, the committee said it had reason to believe that you communicated with both organizations and speakers at the rally held in the ellipse. Trump Uh hung up on Morning Edition host Steve Inskeep. Steve Inskeep, you know, that threat. Yeah. Terrifying. (laughs) Terrifying. Vicious, vicious man, Steve Inskeep of NPR. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was nine minutes into a scheduled NPR interview after Inskeep pushed back against false election claims. Inskeep said, your own lawyers have no evidence of fraud. They said in court they had no evidence of fraud, and the judges ruled against you every time on the merits, and Trump hung up. Yeah, this was after Trump just went on and on about how Biden didn't win, and everyone yeah. knows it, and the evidence, blah, 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 and they're, et cetera, et cetera. And his reaction was, you know, I'm sorry, I was trying to reach Joe Scarborough in 2016. No, Trump, this- yeah, right. And <laughs> Trump, Trump's staff such as it is in Mar-a-Lago, carried him right over to OAN. Yeah. Where he could talk about how great he is and that he actually won the election because that's what they let him do. Like like the Hutt twins, they bore him on a litter over to yeah, exactly. OAN where yeah. he could make his case to a more friendly audience uh-huh. than that, again, that highly biased firebrand Steve Inskeep on- Of NPR. N- NPR, yes. the nice, mm-hmm. polite Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch McConnell called Biden's speech on changing the filibuster to pass voting rights and election legislation, quote, profoundly unpresidential, adding that the speech was, quote, a rant that was incoherent, incorrect, and beneath his office and unbecoming of a president of the United States. Unbelievable. Mitch, Mitch McConnell still has Donald Trump's golf cleat marks all over his ass. Yep. From bending over for four years for the worst mm-hmm. traitor ever to occupy the White House. Mm-hmm. Has the fucking nerve. 
Of course, mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell doesn't have a conscience. He has nothing not, but fucking nerve. He's just. He's just. Uh, he's just not human in any in any recognizable way. He is just a beast, a power acquiring machine. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. he has to say on a Monday that taking a Supreme Court seat away from Barack Obama was perfectly legitimate, and why would anyone question that? And suck Donald Trump's dick for four years and mm-hmm. say that's just perfectly normal, and then say defending voting rights is insane. What sort of lunatic yeah. would want to do anything like that? It, it, there's no part of his brain where that clicks as maybe something he shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. He's a machine. He's a fucking machine. And he's a scary, dangerous machine because he's going to be there long after Trump is gone. Yep. And and Joyce White Vance on Twitter today mm-hmm. said uh, Congress could have held Trump responsible. The problem is the Republican Party didn't want to hold him responsible no. in January 2021. And they still don't. No. What What's broken isn't us or the Department of Justice. It's Republicans. Right. Uh, Jim Jordan has decided, Drift Glass, that he will not cooperate with the House Select Committee, mm-hmm. calling it an unprecedented and inappropriate demand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the RNC, Republican National Committee, has spent nearly $720,000 in donor money in October and November to pay for Donald Trump's legal bills. In total, the RNC has spent $3 million between September and November. I got to wonder what Republican donors think of that. I guess it's okay. They, they don't fucking care. Yeah, they don't, I guess I mean, this, they're, they're the German industrialists who yeah, think, right. still think they can control the crazy little man with a funny mustache. Mm-hmm. And it's worth mm-hmm. the price because of the tax cuts and the judges and the regulation. And, you know, right. fascism right. schmashism is it good for my bottom line? And will I, will I up my profit next quarter? That's all mm-hmm. I care about. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of those corporations have decided to quietly go back to supporting people that voted against the free and fair election of Joe Biden in January. Mm-hmm. And we're going to donate to them now. And we're watching and listing them and shaming them. Capitalism. Yeah. Attorneys general in 40 states have reached a $1.8 billion with a B settlement with student loan processor Navient which was accused by the government of intentionally saddling borrowers with high-interest loans the company knew they wouldn't be able to afford. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Navient will cancel $1.7 billion in balances owned by, owed by 65,000 people across the United States, and about 350,000 borrowers will share $95 million in restitution payments, or roughly $260 each, the outlet reported. That's wonderful. That's real progress. That's just yeah. wonderful. I am so pleased. I, you know, any bit well, of good news. Well, and the CFPB is suing them in a separate case to get more money out of them. So, good. Um, yeah, I, th- I think things are moving in the right direction as according to Elizabeth Warren on Twitter this morning. And I do trust her on that. Uh, well, there's a lot of local news. We're only going to do one because it's mm-hmm. cute and it's, it's a COVID story, but it's oh, cute. Oh, it, it surprised me too. Yeah. But. Uh, I believe in-person Springfield council meetings have been temporarily suspended because the mayor of the city of Springfield tested positive for COVID. Now, in Springfield, the mayor is also the liquor commissioner. Oh, my God. Leading to a widespread <laughs> panic that we might not be able to get enough booze to get us through these troubled times. I can't believe the mayor is also the liquor commissioner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know that until uh, a couple of weeks ago. When is that alder- for the city or the county or what? I think it's for the city. 
Oh, Although man. The, the overlap between city and county is pretty incestuous. It's pretty here. loose. Yeah, loosey-goosey, um, but wow. I was approached by our alderman, because I now sit on a board that has, you know, moral influence, but no actual influence, about a, a minor liquor matter going on in our neighborhood. Uh-huh. And I brought that to the board that I sit on and said, this is a the alderman I ran into, and we stayed six feet apart and masked up, but he said, this is my concern. I brought it to them, and they said, oh, he should bring, you know, an ordinance before the city council, because- this is, you know, if you don't bother us with this shit, we don't have any authority. Go to the city council where you work and put up an ordinance and you should speak to the liquor commissioner who is also the mayor. I said, you are kidding me. You nope. are kidding me. Nope. Liquor commissioner is also the mayor. Like, I love this. I just love <laughs> the Mayberryness of that, you know. Yeah, that's you know, a just, real Mayberry moment for a sure. Little, a little nameplate on the front of his desk that says mayor on one side, liquor commissioner oh on the other. Oh my God. Um, All right. Anyway. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty are three cats, the Warehouse Kitties of Purdue in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's a mama cat and two kittens who live in the front of the loading dock at Purdue Fort Wayne. Local SPCA has a neighborhood cats program that trapped them, fixed them, vaccinated and chipped them, and they brought them back the next day. And Driftless, but they're feral. But we're feral. Okay, just don't don't mess with us because we're still technically <laughs> we're feral. We're chipped. We're yeah. chipped, vaccinated, fed, pampered, yeah. and feral. <laughs> totally feral. <laughs> um, they are totally spoiled, apparently, by the warehouse staff. Oh. And, of course, these three beautiful kitties eat freshly poured cat food, our fake sponsor. Whether you stir pet store perfection or dollar stir, dreck off the dock. Your cats will sit on the dock and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. <laughs> freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh, my Lord, it's freshly poured. And uh, we have a new song also, by the way, Drift Glass. I, I, my um, wife is a composer of songs. So. <laughs> of cat songs. Yeah. Yes, cat and kid songs. Yes. Yeah. So the new song is this. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, just give your cats whatever they like. Because from their personal point of view, that's the very least that you can do. And in, in our cat's opinion, that is absolutely true. We take care of you, you know. That's yeah. that's what I've been told. We let you live here. Just we so let you, know. you live here. And you should, mm -hmm. we are on a very tight schedule. Mm -hmm. And so it would save time if you would just give us treats whenever we ask for them. Um. <laughs> Anyway, you can visit the Warehouse Kitties of Purdue, Fort Wayne at our Facebook page or website, and you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, prolefpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Hashtag Y is DeJoy on the U.S. Postal Service podcast. Honest to God. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job, and it's a labor of love. We love podcasting. So thank you for your support. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, proleftpod.com, for details. We've got PayPal, postal address, Patreon, 
all the peas, except for pee that you drink when you have COVID. Don't do that at proleftpod.com. Go visit us there. By the way, proleftpod.com was designed and is supported by Tammy, our angel nerd, who has she a is. birthday next week. She does. Happy birthday, Tammy. We love happy you. Happy birthday, Tammy. Happy, happy. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, please get someone else to listen to. And thank you for doing that. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties are begging you, don't drink urine to cure COVID, even if it's freshly peed, freshly peed. Hey, let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying and the fellow and the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2022. DGBG Productions Incorporated.